0: Thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com dot to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com dot and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW Void were prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.
1: You're about to experience the life giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, senior pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more and harvest christian center visit our website at www.harvestcc.me and no matter what
0: remember love god love people and love life
1: lift your bibles How? let's make our confession of faith together i am unconditionally loved by god and that harvest I come to him just as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the message I'm prepared to receive will make me more like the great I am. I am blessed and I am favored in Jesus' name. Remain standing. Go to Psalm 133. Psalm 133. Say, I'm surging. Somebody in the overflow is surging. Somebody on Roku is surging. Somebody at the internet campus is surging. Somebody in Germany is surging. Somebody watching in Costa Rica is surging. Psalm one thirty-three, it says this. This is a song of ascent. Is what your Bible uh, says. Uh, an ascent means to increase. An ascent means to surge. Does your neighbor say that means this is our Psalm here? This is our, a song of ascent of David, verse one. Behold. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren. Look at your neighbor. Say, he's talking about us. (laughs) To dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil. It's referring to the anointing oil. The anointing is God's grace. It's his favor. It's when he adds his super to our natural. Upon the head, running down the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. Look at verse 3. It's like the dew of Hermon. Now, I'm going to tell you, that's going to be important in a minute. Descending upon the mountains of Zion for there. Somebody say there. Say right here here. on a place called unity. There the Lord commanded. Which means your enemies can't stop it. Your enemies can't block it. You can't even block this yourself. For there the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore father i decrease now that you might increase speak through me taylor make this message for your people that as they ex- exit this experience today they would leave knowing that they've had an encounter with you because you're going to take these words father and by the time they reach the ears and the spirits of the listeners father they're going to think that there's been surveillance on their life but today you're going to speak to them in such a powerful way father that they're going to have unity and where there is unity within them there is the commanded blessing. And when there's unity in our church, there is the commanded blessing. And we honor you for it now in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. Tell somebody the message side of the day as you take your seats. Hop five of them and just tell them your surge is in your unity. Your surge. You can be seated. Uh, In this series, we're learning simple biblical principles that create surges. Say a surge. These are sudden powerful forward or upward movements and we wanna see these in every area of our, of our lives. Hear me, it is not acceptable for you to just have a surge in some parts of your life. It has gotta be God's intention and it's got to be your intention for your life that you have a surge in every area of your life. Tell somebody to say every area. Now, so far in this series, I've shared three simple principles. The first was that your surge was in your stretch. The second was that your surge was in your strategic prayer. And the third was that your surge is in your praise. And today's is that your surge is in your unity. Say, my surge is in my unity. Now, this particular psalm that we just read is called a song of ascent, which means to rise to a higher point and to proceed from the inferior to the superior, which means this is really a psalm of what? Surge. Now, the word unity comes from the Latin word unus, which means one. And unity is powerful because the result of unity is a commanded blessing. Say commanded blessing. Say it again. Say commanded blessing. Now, where there is unity, there is a commanded. Here's what blessing means. Empowerment to prosper, to do well, and to be made whole. But the Bible doesn't just say blessing here because this wasn't just any ordinary blessing. This was a surge. It explicitly wanted to make sure that you and I understood. This wasn't just some come-around-the-way blessing. But God says, I'm commanding this one because this one is significant because this one is a surge. So then wherever there is unity, there is a surge. Now, first, let's examine. Unity in an individual context. Individually, since you and I are tripart beings, that means you are a spirit. Say, I'm a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions, but you live in a physical body. Watch this. If your soul gets unified with your spirit and your spirit unifies with your body, there's a surge. That's why there's some stuff, if you look back over your life, that you used to procrastinate about. But when you finally got unity within yourself about it, you surged. There was stuff you put off for years. But when you finally said, no, I'm not doing that, and you got unity within all three parts of yourself, you began to surge. Touch your neighbor and say, get unity in yourself. Uh, But watch this there's a bit of tension here because the surge that happens as a result of unity can work both ways Bishop, what do you mean the word blessing means an empowerment to prosper to do well or to be made whole But that blessing watch this isn't positive or negative meaning if you have unity about something negative that'll surge, too That's why when you got depressed and that depression then began to get to other parts of you that depression began to surge You missed it. You thought surge was just a good thing, but surge can be a bad thing if you're unified about the wrong thing. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Have you ever had somebody on your job that was a complainer, and then you got unified with that complainer, and all of a sudden now two complainers got together, and it's like a cancer in the organization. So when people walk in, y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Touch your neighbor and say, there's some tension here. Uh, now watch this if you get unity within you about anything watch this there is nothing that becomes impossible for you this is why the apostle paul said i can do all things through christ who strengthens me why did he say that he was saying when i get all of me unified i can Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? For some of you who feel like you've been stuck and you've been feel like you can't make any progress, I'm going to tell you it's because there's disunity in you. But if you'll get unity in yourself, you will surge. Touch your neighbor and say, you'll surge, you'll surge. Which means if your spirit will tell your body, we ain't eating late no more. And your soul says, we ain't eating late no more. Guess what's going to happen? You ain't going to eat late no more. If your spirit tells your body, you will not have this sickness, you will not have this disease. Thank God for the doctor, but the doctor didn't make me. Y'all not saying nothing to me. That sickness has to go. Why? Because wherever there's unity, there is a... Y'all not saying nothing. So if your spirit will tell your soul, we ain't going to be broke no more. I'm talking to somebody. You weren't created to struggle. You weren't created to live in lack. And if your spirit will tell your soul that, your body will make. (laughs) Touch your name and say, your surge is in your unity. Now, Now watch this. Watch this. Second, let's evaluate unity in the context of our church. So we've looked at it in an individual context, but now let's look at it in the context of our church. Now watch this. Psalm 133 mentions Mount Hermon, which was a cluster of mountains with three summits in the northernmost point of the promised land, which is the same place Jesus took Peter, James, and John when he transfigured himself. And it's also the same place Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, that he'd build his church on this rock and the gates of hell wouldn't prevail against him. The rock he was talking about was Mount Hermon. Which means Jesus built his church on unity. And because of that unity, hell cannot prevail against the church. Well, in case you didn't notice, this building's not the church. We are the church. Which You're not hearing me. Which means nothing that hell throws against you can prevail. Because on this rock, what's the rock? Unity. On unity, hell can't throw nothing at us. watch this, watch this, watch this? What's this? What's this there are three things we must have corporate unity about, say three, three. say it again, say three, three. Now, now before we get to three, I just feel that like somebody needs to hear that, touch your neighbor, say hell can't prevail against you that, that's why, listen, listen to me when you start going through stuff, that's not the time to not be in church when, when you start running into challenges in life, that's not the time to stop serving that's the worst thing you could do because Satan says if I can get you isolated from unity I can take you out. If I get you away from Mount Hermon, I can take you out. Touch your neighbor say, don't leave the mount. When you start going through hell, you ought to call the church and say, listen, I know it ain't church today, but can I just come and sit in the building? Because I need to be on this rock, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell cannot. I'm talking to somebody right now well, you're going through something and you're watching me on your phone, but you live across the street. You better get some clothes on and be here by the 1115 worship experience. You better get to the rock. You better get to the mount. On this rock. On unity. Ah, now, I got to give you these three things. Here it is. Three things we got to have corporate unity about. Say three things. Say it again. Say three things. Number one, we must have unity about our future. I'm going to alliterate today, so I'm using all Fs. Say future. Our future is found in our values. And our core values are not just some arbitrary list of rules or religious rhetoric. Values determine culture. And these guide us, and they are non-negotiable as we aggressively pursue our mission to change lives by leading people to totally. As a Mount Hermon. One unity. One. Say we are one. one. How many people go to harvest? One. One people. Many persons. One people. Now now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. It's not good enough to just know our values. We must show our values in our everyday lives by reminding ourselves of the values when our when the opportunity comes to violate the values. Touch your neighbor and say, I know you know them. The problem is, tell them, the problem is, you don't show them. You <laughs> got quiet right there. Now, now, now watch this. Here's how values work. Whenever an opportunity, watch this, comes for me to violate the value, I remind myself of the value. Because the value is who I really am. Who I really am is not what I say, but it's what I do. And what I do is found in the values that I abide and live by. And since values determine culture, my values are really the sum total of what my life is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Touch your neighbor and say, we must be unified about our future. And our future is in our values. So, so let me just run by them real quick one more time because we got to be unified about this in our church. Number one, we're united under our visionary. There's one vision here and it comes from right here. Ain't no many visions. Ain't no assistant visionaries. It's just one vision here. Number two, we're committed to being 100%. They used to have a song in Old Baptist Church that said, 99 and a half just won't do. Please understand, we are 100% givers. We are 100% servers. We are 100% loving. We are 100% excellent. Now, I realize some of you may not be there yet, so I'm just going to call things that be not as though they were. But we are 100 I said we are 100%. Our third value says we're all about people. Look at your neighbor and say, you matter. People matter to God and they matter to us. You're not just another number here. You're not just another seat filler here. Here you matter. Touch your neighbor and say, you matter here. Watch this. Number four, we aren't taking sides. We're taking over. Hear me. My commitment to what I'm called to do is not a slight to any other man of God, but I ain't called to do what he's called to do. I'm called to do what I'm called to do. So I'm about this life, not that life, because this is what I was called to do. I am telling you to look over at your neighbor and say, I'm about this life. I didn't come to take sides. I didn't come to fit into your minister's meeting. I didn't come to fit into your group. I didn't come for no other body else to accept me. I came here to run the whole show. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? And that's why you're attracted to this church. Why? Because the spirit of, watch this, a king and a priest is inside of you. And when I start speaking, Stubman, you start sleeping because you start saying to yourself, I feel the same way, Bishop. I wasn't sitting here to take sides." Number five, we're a kingdom church. We were not created to be average. If you want to be average, I'm here to tell you, you're going to have a problem around here. (laughs) Touch your neighbor and say, you're not average. That was the wrong neighbor. Try that other one. Say, you're not average. Revelation 1.6 says he's made us to be kings and priests, successful and spiritual. Say it. Say, I'm successful and spiritual. It's not either or, it's and. I'm going to try over here because they ain't saying nothing. It's not either or, it's and. I'm going to try somebody online. It's not either or, it's and. And that's the kind of church we are. And in the seven areas of society, I intend for our church to raise up leaders that dominate those areas. That's why we got educators in our church. What does that mean? We've taken education. I can't be there, but since I'm their pastor and they're there, that means I influence the school even though I'm not there. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I might not be able to be in arts and entertainment, but because I pastor people that are. When they're there, I'm there, which means we're there, which means Horace is there, which means we took Oh, Did you hear what I just said? I got to move. Number six, we honor God, our leader, and one another. We're people of honor. If you want to be in a church where the people hate their pastor, you should go somewhere else. They honor him. You doggone right they do. Because we're a church of honor. We honor God, we honor our leader, and we honor one another. And if you got a problem with that, this is you have a problem. We ain't changing. So, in the words of uh, the vice chairman, uh, Dr. Roy Bright, <laughs> Deuces touching him and said, We're people of honor. That means we're people of respect. That means it matters the way we do what we do when we do what we do. And that's why when people look at you, watch this, and some of you, you've only been here for a little time, but when people look at you, they see something different about you. Yeah. Who am I talking to? Yeah. Just the way you do stuff is so different, but you didn't know that until you got where you fit. When you got to your home called Harvest, all of a sudden, excellence started coming out of you. And all of a sudden, honor started coming out of you. And when they look at the way you fold your papers, they say something different. And when it's on you, you don't have to announce it. It announces itself. We were, at, we were doing an event yesterday, and I walked up to a lady. I spoke to a lady, and I just walked up to her, stood next to her. She said, she said who are you? Because it's this 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 an anointing on you. She said, you you got, I never met her before. Here's the point. I didn't have to announce I'm Bishop Foreman. Because I'm a man of honor, it announced me. And then I told her, I said, darling, I'm Bishop Foreman. She said, oh, and then she's quickened a little bit. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Number seven, we are community transformers. The way we measure our success as a church is that if we were no longer here, would it matter that we ever were? We are community transformers. Aurora is better because we're here. And that ain't just rhetoric because we don't just sit up and talk about church. We are the church. We don't just sit up and have church. We are the church. Bishop, that's pretentious. No, I'm giving you facts. Number eight, we don't don't believe there is a box. Doesn't everybody say there is no box? People say, think outside the box. Well, who put the box there? I just believe it ain't one there. So if the Bible says we can do it, that's what we're going to do. Doesn't and say, there is, no there is no box. Number nine, we're known for what we're for. Mr. B- B- what does that mean? We don't judge people and send them to hell. Amen. Now, we preach the truth. Doesn't and say, we tell the truth. Yes. But let me just ask you something. Is it God's, is, is it your fear of going to hell that makes you change? Or is it you knowing that he loves you that makes you change? The book says it's the goodness of God that brings men into repentance. Meaning you can send everybody and damn everybody to hell if you want to, but that's why they haven't changed. They won't change because they don't know that they're loved. People change when they can operate from a place of knowing that I'm loved. So in our church, we're known for what we're for. I'll spend more time with that. At the, end of the day. Number 10, we're committed to making disciples and developing leaders. Watch this. We're raising up an army of leaders in our church that are history makers and curse breakers. And listen to me, you are at harvest by the divine order of God because I'm your pastor and together we're not here to take sides, but we're taking over. And I'm going to tell somebody it's time for you to get in where you fit in. Missy, where do you fit? You fit here. We got to have unity about our future. Our future is found in our values. Number two, we must have unity about our finances say our finances i want to challenge those that don't faithfully give to become faithful givers for two re- two reasons first he surges the sower because second corinthians 9 says that he gives seed to the sower and that when you give a lot you'll reap a lot and that when you're a faithful giver god makes all grace or favor come toward you and you'll have an abundance for every good work and i need you to hear my heart i don't want anybody in our church struggling i got four amens Now that's, y'all going to have to come on here. As your pastor, I don't want you struggling. I don't want you depending on the government. I don't want nobody in our church lacking. I don't want you sitting here begging for a job. I want you to be the job creator. You're not hearing what I'm saying? your neighbor say, he surges the sower. But what's this? Secondly, secondly, secondly. So the first reason, the first reason is because he surges the sower. But the second thing, remember my challenges is to those that don't faithfully give to begin giving. Beginning. <laughs> Rewind. Remember my challenge is for those that don't faithfully give to become faithful givers. But secondly, say secondly, your giving to harvest produces the only thing you can take with you when you die. You can't take your car with you. As much time you you know shine it up. You can't take that with you. Watch this. Watch this. Watch, t- touch it and say this is, this is good for you. You ain't taking that house with you. All that turmoil and hell you went through to get it, it ain't coming with you. When you die, the bank's still going to want the rest of that money. Stop telling people you own a house. No, you own whatever the equity is in the house. The bank own the house until you pay them off. Just so we're clear about it, you don't own the house. You don't pay them their money, you're going to find out who own it real fast. You can't take what I own, therefore if you can take it, I don't own it. It got real quiet right there. Doesn't it say you can't take your house? Can't take your car? Can't take your job? Watch this. You can't take your 401K. You can't take your IRA. You can't take your savings. Now, I'm not saying those things aren't good. What I'm saying is is that when you depart earth, there is only one thing you get to take with you, and that is the lives that are changed that made a decision to become a Christian. I'm going to say that again. The only thing that leaves this earth with you is the record of lives that were changed that made a decision to become a christian and your faithful giving empowers your church to reach people that you may never speak to and never meet but that your giving has changed their lives and when you stand in front of god he's going to read a list of you of the people who didn't commit suicide of the people that didn't become a statistic and the people that found their spiritual father and their pastor he's going to read the list and say your faithful giving changed all these lives enter into my rest my good and faithful servant Matter of fact, you're listening to me today because of somebody else's faithful giving of their tithes, offerings, and first fruits. And when we faithfully give, we surge. Got to be unified. Number one about our? Number one about our? Number two about our? Number three, we have to have unity about fishing. I grew up up in the South. And uh, in the South, you know, we have one one non-pork or beef product primarily uh is catfish. Anybody ever went fishing for catfish? It's the most disgusting experience you ever have. You know why it's disgusting? Because you, you, you got the pole, but then you look at the color of the water that the catfish is coming from. And it makes it very difficult for you to visualize eating that catfish with some wonder bread and hot sauce. Because, you know, you can't use any other bread. It's got to be Wonder Bread. And if Wonder Bread is watching, y'all going to need to send something in. P.O. Box 441004, World Colorado, 8244. Touching them, say we have to have unity about fishing. Hear me, Harvest. God has been good to our church because we've broken statistics in this area. We've transcended barriers in this area. But we must do more because our church is a battleship, not a cruise ship. And it's time for you to man your battle station so we can go fishing. Touch your neighbor and say, let's go fishing. Jesus told us to be fishers of men or fishers of people. And I want to give us a goal for growth. Touch your neighbor and say, let's go fishing. I want us to reach, listen to me, 1% of our metro region. Say, that's our goal. Okay. Now I want to give us a tangible goal. 1% that seems easy, right? Now, that right. Even in Denver, no, that seems easy. Sounds good. Doesn't even say sounds real good now. Watch this. Now that number comes from Luke 15, 3. When Jesus said that if a shepherd loses one sheep, he'd leave the 99 to go after the one. One out of 100 is 1%. So we're fishing for 1% of our region. Doesn't even say let's go fishing. Now, now watch this. Uh, I got a fish. Now he be, he's, he's playing. Now they got him for me last night. And they told me this morning when I got here, they said, "Bishop, it looked like he's going to give up. I said, no, fishy. I'm going to call him. uh, Where are some students at? Give me a name, students. What's his name? Baldy. No, they got cursed in 2 Kings chapter 2 for calling Baldy. We won't call him Baldy. Who? Albert. Okay. Marlon. Okay. Goldie. Now we're going to call him Prince. (laughs) So. So watch this. So when I got here, Prince, he had just changed out of his stage outfit. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm just playing. So no, but so listen, when I got here, he was like laying on the side like he's laying down. And, and they said, we, we could put some chemical in there to make him wake up. I said, was he asleep? I said, and how his water get that dirty from just about 15, 20 minutes? And, and, and he was dying. He said, sir, he wants us to get a new one? I said, no. I said, because if he is dying, I just think he's asleep, because he played this in the office too. He just sleep. He's like, look at all these people. <laughs> it's overwhelming. All right, watch this. Watch this. Touch the and say this is gonna be good for us. I said, no, because even if he is dead, I can use that to teach a principle. He's dead because nobody fished him out. You got people on your job. Dying because you're the fisher, but you won't fish them. You got family members dying and going to hell because you're the fisherman and you won't fish them. You got people at like King Supers and that are dying because you won't fish them out. anybody say, let's go fish them. Now, now, watch this. <laughs> How is it you got all the Holy Ghost you got, and your bloodline ain't safe? Bishop, they won't listen. You invited them once, and 14 is 15. Invite them again. It's amazing to me because when I talk to people, one of the most exciting things about what I do is when I get to meet and greet and interact with, with our church. I love, I love people, and I love interacting with our church in and, and the vestibule, and so it's amazing because if somebody's a VIP, they'll, I'll ask them. Well, I normally ask, well, how'd you hear about us? And it's amazing when they'll say, well, so-and-so invited me like 17 times. And they've been working on me for years. And I finally came. Watch this. Because sometimes the first time I throw my line, they might not be biting. Oh, look, Prince is good. Look, he's good. He knew what to do. He was lying down dead. But when the right circumstances came, all of a sudden he's swimming ready to bite. I know your family hasn't been responsive to the invitations. That's because they ain't gone through enough hell yet. But you keep that fishing pole out there. You keep, look at him, look at him, look at him, look. This boy, good. Put him on staff. Now look, then he went right back down. Look at him. He's good. God. No. He's a good boy. Won't even flush you today. Ain't even gonna do it. My this? That's not they say, let's go fishing. We fish for people by inviting them to experience our life-giving church. Say unity. unity. And we should invite who, y'all? Anybody and everybody. How do we do it, Bishop? With the invite tickets. How do we do it, Bishop? By forwarding them the weekly E-updates. How do we do it, Bishop? By giving them CDs of the messages. How do we do it, Bishop? By using social media. You sitting up on your Facebook telling all your business except good news. Y'all not saying Nothing. How do we do it, Bishop? By, somebody told me this last week. I loved it. They said, what I do now, Bishop, is I take their phone and I go to the app store and, and put the app on their phone. I said, I like that. Touch your neighbor and let's, let's go fishing. Check this out, y'all. I need you to get this. Jesus' initial group of 12 were fished from the mediocrity of the life they were in to change the world with Jesus. Jesus goes to these guys who were found during their father's trade. I've taught you this before, but I think today it's going to hit somebody in their Shonda. is just uh, a spiritual colloquialism for, you'll get it, finally. This anybody says, it's going to hit your Shonda today. <laughs> now, that ain't no person. Watch this, watch this? this. When they were found during their father's trade, that meant that the rabbis of the day said they weren't good enough. So the rabbis would say, you can't take my yoke upon you. My yoke is my approach to teaching. It's my my approach to life. It is my endorsement of of your uniqueness and your value. They would say, you can't take that. Go do your father's trade. So what were his initial 12 found doing? Their father's trade. What were they? Fishermen. What were they? Tax collectors. They were doing the family business of their natural family. But when Jesus came and went fishing, you know what Jesus did? Jesus said, come, follow me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. They, watch this, were on the journey to nowhere and nothing. They were going to do the family business, have 2.3 kids, and get an FHA secured mortgage. Or VA if they served in the military. 100% financial. Okay, watch this. But Jesus came along, and he ain't no lying on it, so y'all ain't got to move. And he went fishing. Jesus came along. He went fishing. And when Jesus said, come follow me, these men dropped what they were doing and said, those words he just said are the words we've been waiting to hear our whole life. Watch this. We didn't know what the words were. But when we heard them, we knew we had been waiting to hear them our whole life. I'm saying to somebody in our congregation today that I'm fishing like Jesus was for some Elishas and for some Timothys and for some Tituses and for some Joshua's who were born to change the world with me. I know for what reason I've been sent. Now, I'm going to change the world with you or without you. But I'm here to tell you, I'm going fishing today. And for everybody that ain't in on the vision yet, I got my fishing pole out. And I'm saying, come on, let's be fishers of men. Come on, change the world with me. Come on, let's transform this community with me. Because we got to be unified about fishing. What's this. Uh, what's this? I'm about, I'm about through. Mark Twain said that the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. You know why people fail? Because they don't know why they're here. So they try stuff. I'm going to try this. They try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try this. Because they don't know what they're here for. Hear me, Harvest. You're going to look back on this day. Don't miss this day. And some of you, where well, you need to get in where you fit in. Bishop, what does that mean? Get on the bus. Bishop, what does that mean? Take care of you. <laughs> Bishop, I took care of you. Start serving. Bishop, I'm serving. Serve well so you can be a leader. This isn't the federal government. You don't get promoted for doing a bad job. <laughs> Nothing against the federal government, ain't you? Just making a point. Touch your neighbor and say, We must be unified, must be unified. about our future. We must, we must be unified about our finances. We must be unified, must be unified about, fishing. about fishing. Listen, you're not here just to sit on your blessed assurance in that seat. You are here, not on accident. There's no Hebrew word for coincidence. You are here. Because before there was time, he created a bishop foreman. And before there was time, he created a you. And he knew that you and this bishop foreman would converge in 15. So I challenge you today. I challenge you today. I'm casting the, what is this? Pole. (laughs) Casting the pole, casting the net-ish. Net-ish. Because I could flip it around and make it a net, you know? Touch your neighbor, say this. Say, it matters that you're here. It matters that you were born. See, I want you to get in at this level. Because, see, when I bought a Pepsi Center... Bishop, you ain't going to do that. You must not know about me. My whole life I've been breaking statistics. Baby, I was born for this. Give me a challenge. I'll I'll figure a way to handle it. When we're in the stadiums and stuff, you don't want to be up there in the nosebleeds. Talking about, I remember back in 2015, he he was saying it, he was saying it. I don't play just to play. I play to win. I don't play just to play. I play to dominate. And I don't play just to play. I pay to be the number one top gun. And for this reason, where you sit. So I want to challenge you today. If you're not taking care of you, take care of you. If you're taking care of you, listen. They tell me that some people get started on care you and, and just you know, they get started and then they have disunity within themselves <laughs> and don't finish. Finish. Doesn't even say finish. finish. Say, Bishop, I was hurt at my last church. I'm not him. I didn't do nothing to you. So I'm not paying for somebody else's mistakes. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Well, Bishop, I just don't know what preachers be doing with the money. We use it to change lives. I was successful before I did this. Just so I'm clear. So you ain't got to worry what's going on with that. You ain't got to worry. You heard? I said, did you hear? There's a lot of hypocrites in church. And you made another one. So you should feel in good company. And by the way, you don't even know what hypocrites means. Hypocrite doesn't mean you uh, you, you you don't practice what you preach. Hypocrite means you preach it, but you don't believe it hypocrite in the original language if you take it all the way back the etymological breakdown of the word it means to be an actor which means you may not practice what you preach that just means you don't practice what you preach that doesn't mean you're a hypocrite by the way so if you're going to use the word know what it means listen people got issues (laughs) and you don't But I just don't like all that. I just like to come to church and go home. To go back to your mediocrity and not make it matter that you were born. Make it matter that you were born. Make the devil mad that he ever messed with you when you were an eight little, year old little boy. Make him mad that he ever messed with you when you were a seven-year-old little girl. Make him mad that he ever tried you. We must be unified about our future. We must be unified about our finances. We must be unified about our fishing. I don't want another prince to die or lay down and look dead. See, that'll preach by itself. Because the word giant in Hebrew means to lie down and rot. But when I speak life to him, (laughs) when I speak life to him, when when I tell him he's the head and not the tail, when I tell him he's the head and not the tail, when I tell him he's above and not beneath, he comes out.